so, okay. Uh, we ended up watching that 90s show. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a sequel to that 70s show, which was uh, a show from our childhood, which we both loved. I think everyone, I think it's like one of those, like maybe, you know, like Leave it to Beaver or Freeze Company or whatever. Like, you know, those those series that were really iconic in our parents' estate or, or um, later on, like Cheers, right? Yeah, I was thinking about how like even among, like a bunch of my friends actively liked it and watched it like I did, but even among like my friends who didn't watch it all the time and like keep up with it, like everybody knew like the characters and stuff. Like it was just like in the zeitgeist, you know? <laughs> Yeah, those kids got famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they got so famous. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that 90s show, it features uh, Red and Kitty. And uh, they're old, but they're looking great. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> their granddaughter, uh, who is the daughter of um, Donna and Eric, comes to stay with them for the summer. Right? Yeah, um, and what's her name? Her name is Leia, like Princess Leia. Yeah, I imagine it was a battle with Donna to let Eric choose that name. Oh wow, yeah, their their dynamic in the first episode is so funny. Like it, everybody, like immediately. Okay, so immediately once it starts, it's strange but nostalgic, right? Mm-hmm. Like just like hit with a huge wave of nostalgia. Yeah, I well, think this the set looking so similar is like a big a big part of that. Yeah, and when you, uh, I was reading the interviews with um, um, Kelso and Jackie, whatever their real names are, (laughs) and Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, Um, so I was reading the interviews with them, and um, they were saying it was like the weirdest thing ever, because it's exactly the same. It's like the set was, like nothing had changed. Well, you know, there's little aesthetic changes, but the structure, where you walk, where you stand, all that stuff, it's all... And it was just very, very strange to them. And and I guess like to to me too. But it, it immediately I was like, I'm on board with this. I'm so on board. Like it's it took me right back and it felt good to just sort of be in that space again. Yeah, I was so happy. I was well, you were there when I was watching the first episodes. I was just like pure dopamine. It felt so good. It did. It, yeah, you're you're immediately like, I'm I'm like I'm a fan of this. Like it's <laughs> I felt I feel protective of it because I'm like, I know what it is. And I don't care. I don't need you to tell me what it is. Like, what it is to me is um, my childhood. Okay? So, (laughs) (laughs) you're coming at it with your criticisms. Um, Are you talking to me? Or the imaginary? (laughs) Yes, anyone who might take it upon themselves to uh, attack the show. No, no, no. Because it's like, it's low-hanging fruit, right? Like, it's easy to, like, it's, it's almost hacked to be like, oh, well, you know, it's... You know, it's kind of lame. Or <laughs> yeah, or to like go into it, like assuming it's going to be bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, remember when it first started? Mm-hmm. So it opened up on the episode. Mm-hmm. And the laugh track was like there. Yeah. And I know like person like, you know, after 2000 something, as soon as they started, actually, I think as soon as they started doing um, like documentary style comedy shows and stuff like that, like Parks and Rec and The Office and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I stopped watching any show with a laugh track. Mm-hmm. So it had been years since I watched like legitimately a new thing. with. So it was very, it was jarring to me as well. But you were like, no, no, we're not doing this. And I was like, but no, we need the laugh track because 
<laughs> I didn't say we're not doing this, but I did. I said they don't need the laugh track, and you were yeah. like, they do. Yeah. And I will say, I noticed like in the first like five minutes of the first episode, I found it jarring, but then I didn't notice it once after that. Yeah, I felt like right back into it. Yeah, it felt so natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was watching uh, Gilligan's Island as a kid. In the laugh track, I remember laying there one afternoon, and I've I've watched it like every day, and it, it there's like two or three episodes in a row. <laughs> I just remember laying on the couch, looking at my grandmother's window, like the the front door, at the street, and just hearing the laugh track, and like that's the only thing I was hearing, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> like, it was that the first time awful <laughs> I had ever noticed a laugh track. It was terrible. It, it like anyway. Gilligan's so, Island, I know this isn't a Gilligan's Island podcast, but Gilligan's Island, I, it also was on every day in my childhood. I think my grandparents just like had it on. So I like watched mm. it, quote unquote, and liked it. But it, I also found something about it very, very depressing. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my <like> Gilligan's <laughs> Island thoughts. <laughs> so, so we find, uh, so Eric and Donna are also in the first episode. And, um, I remember when Eric, you know, busts through the door, the front door. If I was in that audience, I would have been cheering. Yeah, me too. You practically were cheering. Yeah. He looked fantastic. He looked the exact same. And this actually brings me back to something that I mentioned when we were there um, on the couch watching the show that day. Um, <laughs> they all looked like because we were saying like these kids look so young, right? Mm-hmm. And to be fair, they are they're like two, maybe three years younger than the original cast was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But the original cast, aside from maybe Jackie or mm-hmm. Mila Kunis, looked old as shit. Like they were old people, right? Yeah, like they were. I think maybe the youngest, aside from Jackie, was like eighteen, maybe or something. Like yeah, they were pretty, pretty old. Yeah, I mean they weren't like nine oh two one oh bad, but mm-hmm. it was still <laughs> they're still older than their. Uh, but it's it's wild that it, he, <laughs> like, he's like forty something now, right? And he mm-hmm. looks almost the same. So I'm like, okay, so does he look like an eighteen year old, or did Eric Foreman look like a forty year old? Which, <laughs> maybe it's somewhere in the middle, right? That's a good question. Yeah, I think it is somewhere in the middle. Although, like, I will say, like, I was looking at. Um, like clips and stuff from that 70s show after watching 90s show and like Eric does look much younger as one would expect with that being so many years ago but like I feel like it's just done really well because when you first see him you are like wow he looks exactly the same so I guess it just I don't know they 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 styled uh and aged up Eric like very well and very realistically I guess well, it is the exact same haircut, the exact same posture, clothing, weight. Um, yeah, I was amazed by like the posture and the mannerism. Like he, yeah, more than anybody else, aside from probably Red and Kitty, he like got right back into it. Oh yeah, and his like hand gestures. Mm-hmm. It was he was yeah he was right back into it. I think he he liked that role a lot more than he would ever be willing to admit publicly. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember being kind of surprised he even wants to be part of the reboot because it seemed I don't I don't remember the details, but it seemed like there was always this narrative of like him not wanting to hang out with the other like kids of the cast or something. I don't know. It just seemed like he wasn't as into it as some of the other people were. But this mm-hmm. made it seem like no, he or like it was like a narrative of him being like this like serious actor about it and the other kids just wanting to have fun or whatever. Um, and maybe that's what it is because clearly it seems like he really like took the role seriously. 
Yeah, he did. I, I think he did have that idea about himself, which is admittedly kind of like douchey. <laughs> um, but when I remember watching a documentary about it and uh, the three, uh, Will DeVelderama and Ashton Kutcher and uh, Danny Masterson, they were all really good friends. Mm-hmm. And they went out and did a lot of sh- shit together. Like, they're always out on the town. They were like, they were like LA sweethearts for, for a couple of years there, yeah, right? To, crazy. To speak yeah. to how big the show got, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But um, Topher Grace never really hung out with him. But he hung out with uh, Laura Prepon a lot, right? Oh, that's nice. You can, I feel like you can see that in their chemistry. Yeah, they were friends. Uh, and I remember seeing an interview, because there was this one summer after the show blew up, and one of them did a teen movie. It was like the first one of them to do a movie. And I think it was Ashton Kutcher and one of them did a teen movie. And there's an interview with um, Topher Grace. And he's like, <laughs> he said something about like, God, I just don't want to do a teen movie or something this, oh, this summer. Yeah. But I think um, I wonder what those guys got up to back then. And I wonder how much Topher Grace knew about it. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, when you hear all the stuff that Danny Masterson, got, you can only imagine these three dudes, rich as hell, famous, out on out in LA, like yeah. early two thousands. Like, come on! <laughs> oh yeah, it was a yeah, it was a different time. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that he was just like, that's not really my scene. I don't know. You know, they could be getting into some weird, probably not so good stuff, right? Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, he always just seemed kind of like I don't know, quieter, not about that life. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, Laura Prepon, looking great. Yeah, she uh, looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone looks better than they did. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, she was funny. I love the scene in, I think it's the first episode, where they do the circle, but it's upstairs. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Red's like, so... <laughs> happened a lot sooner than you thought it would huh? you're <laughs> upstairs people now <laughs> and like Donna and Eric are passing a Zima back and forth and like he says something and she's like okay no more Zima for you and she takes it from him and he's like you're right I'm flying <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a really a really well written scene do you know if it has the same right like any of the same writers as the original yeah Bonnie Turner and uh, the other Turners are still around Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have the, uh, what's the thing? Uh, the Wikipedia page open. Yeah. So Bonnie and Terry Turner, they're back. Um, and, uh, well, their daughter, I think, unless they're brother and sister, but someone like Lindsay Turner is, is there now. <laughs> I think I did but, see something about it being their, their daughter, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Marcy Carsey. I mean, she's, she's, you know half owner of the uh Kersey Werner company and they produce a lot of shows so uh, so it has a lot of like the same producers and and I'm assuming writers but I, I don't, Greg Mettler yep he was part of the uh, production cast and the original um Lindsay Turner yeah yeah it's yeah a lot of different uh writers so hmm. I wonder what I really hope is that they um they come back for season two me too I feel like they well, I don't know. I guess I have no idea, like, who watched it or how many people did, but I hope they do. Yeah, me too, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and um, what, what? Oh, okay, so let's go through the cast, the new cast. So 
we can go through the new cast and you can give me your opinion on these kids and their chaps. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> that, um, okay, so I guess we'll start with Leia. Right. Yeah, I think she's great. Um, I think you and I were both saying she, visually, like apart from her mannerisms, she doesn't look much like either Donna or Eric or the child that they would produce to me. But mannerism wise, she's got it nailed for Eric. I will say I don't see a ton of Donna in her, but sometimes a parent takes after more one, a child takes after one parent more. Um, but I think... I think she's a good actor. I think she's the most like naturalistic yeah. of all the kid actors for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's still playing, uh, like she's a character. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's still a little over the top with respect because it's like, it's a sitcom, right? They're always going to be just a little like goofy or wacky or just not real. But I felt like the, uh, original cast really struck a, a very good balance, right. With like their delivery. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think she's hitting that stride as well, at least better than um, the other kids. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. So um, where are we going? Oh, OK. So now we move on to. Oh, Ashley after Heidi after Heidi. I'm sure that was perfect. Alfred. Oh, God. OK, so. It's not even French. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's German. It's uh, a lot more guttural. Uh -huh. So she's she plays a, a rebellious riot girl uh, with a low. I don't know why they keep doing like that was it was barely ever a thing. Barely. It I, was like the sign on her wall. And that was it. Well, not even that, but like the movement itself was like, it's, it's not, that's not a ubiquitous thing from anybody's like, that's not, a lot of people don't know what that is. People who grew up in the nineties. Yeah. But I guess they were always, the kids were always supposed to be kind of like alternative. And I think she's kind of supposed to be the Hyde replacement too. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I see like Riot Girl used as a thing in every yeah. publication here. I'm just like, it, you're, I mean, it was a thing, but for like the two women in Bikini Kill who came up with it, that's literally it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but, but anyway, um, so she and one of the other characters, Nate, are half siblings. Uh, so she, they share a mom, uh, and they both had different dads, and she is a uh, mixed race. Is that the right way to put it? That's what I would say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't like. I just those are the right words, but the tone was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I, do oh, I have man. to say this? <laughs> they're, they're, oh my gosh! Oh, there's okay. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say I'll tell you later. It's funny. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like it's relevant so you get a, a good idea of, like, the diversity of the cast, right? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> nobody's against you saying that. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Why'd you even point it out? What you know what? what I, I vaguely thought at one point for a moment, I was like, okay, clear, maybe we can talk about this later, but I was, I knew they weren't going to reference high directly, but mm. for a moment when I saw that she was mixed, I thought, I was like, would it make any sense for her dad to be Hyde's dad? But then I was like, no, age-wise, I don't think that makes any sense at all. But I did think about it for a moment. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Just be really old. There's been old ass dads. You know? Yeah, there has been old ass dads. That is a true statement. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So, uh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old ass dads. You're not, you're not old. Anyway, I, okay. I wasn't talking about me. I wasn't talking about me. I'm not, uh, I, wasn't, it wasn't, it I seemed, had no thoughts about personal. myself. Anyway, Grandpa's body. Actually, Ooh. Ashley Alfterheim. Yeah. Um, she was the one who, uh, see, I'm getting better. Just got to practice. We, neither of us it. know that you're getting better. I, I, it definitely, I, that sounded better. I mean, if you didn't know, if you're just hearing some guy say German, you're like, that sounds German. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Do you remember so what you're I can't remember what I was going to say. It was about grandpa's body. Oh, so Ash, she's the one who says grandpa's body is hungry. Yeah, it's and changed our whole relational pattern. <laughs> <laughs> so Monica and I have, we go through like phases of using different memes and having different things that we say. Like sometimes things will just stick around for years. <laughs> yeah. um, other things, other times they'll be popular for like a week or so and they'll just drop off and we'll forget. That's true, yeah. But we have like a very rich meme culture between the two of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay so okay mace coronel plays wait, you, didn't, you just said that about meme culture and then didn't explain what that has to do with grandpa's body being hungry or what that has to do with that 90s show oh she came up with it i said she was the one who came up with it yeah there's a scene where oh wow <laughs> there's a scene where they're all doing a circle and then she mm -hmm. says at one point grandpa's body is hungry and that has made its way into our memory yeah because she's wearing the circle there was this episode where they find a bunch of Red's flannels mm -hmm. and that becomes like a, a thing throughout the episode is Red's flannels for some reason. I don't know why they got caught off on it, but uh, yeah, so they're doing the circle in the basement and she's got one, but it's like buttoned up over her head. So she's headless and she has her face through like the middle of it and she's like, Grandpa's body is hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. <laughs> I didn't even really like laugh at it at first, but you really laughed, and then I was like, "That was funny," and then it became a permanent part of our lives. There's <laughs> <laughs> like little things like that where like I just it just hits me in the right way. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird and and stupid. So Mace Cornell plays Jay Kelso, who um, is the son of Jackie and Michael. Of Jackie and Kelso. <laughs> Jackie and Kelso. Yeah. He plays a charming, flirty young videographer, Leia's love interest, and yeah. Um, oh, he's the half-brother of Betsy Kelso, Michael's daughter with Brooke from the original series. I forgot about Betsy. That makes sense. She should have made an appearance. I wonder if Betsy will. Maybe next. Yeah, maybe next. And uh, so the kid who plays him, I think he's decent. I think visually he was cast very well. I think he looks a lot like Kelso. Oh, yeah. And when they give him the opportunity, when he says Kelso lines, he does them perfectly. 100%. The burn towards the end, I think it's in the last episode, it was perfect. Mm. It was like super, super well done. I laughed out loud. It was really the good. There is a couple, I think there's two other moments where he, he does um, Kelso stuff and it's just, it's, I mean, he, he, nail, he nails like the tone, the inflection, the inflection like it's perfect. He, he was cast very, very well. Um, yeah. I think Ashley, if we're going to like go back and talk about, I didn't, I thought 
she was over the top at first, like too over the top. Like mm-hmm. it was too obvious that this person is acting in a sitcom. Um, but uh, watching it again, uh, I think that was more just the first impression. And mm-hmm. as it goes on, she gets a little better. Yeah. Uh, but she's she's not bad. I just think her, her take is a little too much. Like if she just needs to dial it back. So Yeah, I thought she was okay. I will say like at first I was like, um, I, it felt like her character was like written the most like broadly maybe in a way. Because she was like, she wasn't connected to anybody who'd been in the original. She also wasn't really like patterned after anybody in the original the way that like weirdly Nate and Jay both seem to be like a part of Kelso kind of. Um, Mm. Although she was maybe like kind of patterned after Hyde, I thought, which obviously they weren't going to acknowledge. But anyway, I thought she had like a weird kind of like broad role to fill. Um, And I thought she, yeah, did like an okay job of it. Yeah, yeah. She did have a kind of a a broad role. And I think that some of these kids suffer from that too, where they, um, she specifically though, it was just sort of like kind of a, like a plot tool mm-hmm. yeah. to um, Leia. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could see like not too much thought went into <laughs> the, uh, the kids. Like if you think past like step one or two, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mm-hmm. could have done this better. <laughs> but um, okay, moving on. So uh, Rain Doi, I, I think, I hope that's it. Dwarf? <laughs> D-O-I. Uh- uh, maybe maybe Doi, yeah. Is it Ozzy? Yeah, he plays okay. Ozzy. Uh, mm-hmm. An insightful and perceptive teen who is openly gay. <laughs> He's also a chubby, round-faced little Asian boy. Yeah. Is that an accurate description? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to pinch those cheeks. Yeah. He's so sassy, and his cheeks are so thick. So <laughs> thick and chalky. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Yeah, he uh he's good. His, his uh delivery again, it could be you just pull it back just a little bit. Just a little bit, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, what did you what were your thoughts on Ozzy? I agree. I yeah, at first I was like, okay, like I get it, you know, but then he did have moments that I found really funny cuz yeah, at first like that kind of character can come across like we're writing this wacky character, but he doesn't seem like a real person. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah, a caricature. Caricature, indeed. But I, I felt like it got that got a bit better as it went on. There are a couple moments I really loved. Um, so the episode where he comes out to Kitty, which we somehow missed on our first watch through of it, but mm. I have now watched. Um, mm. I thought that was a really sweet like moment between the two of them where he was more like vulnerable. Um and in that same episode, when he's like, they're showing him like practicing coming out to various like strangers. I thought he did like a really good comedic job there when he was like, he was like paying for a pizza he'd ordered or something. And he's like, keep the change. I'm gay. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish like there's I have to watch it so much more to really get a a deep, like a rich memory and understanding of what's going on. Right. Um, OK, next is. Sam Morelos as Nikki, Nate's ambitious and intelligent girlfriend. So she's like Jackie, but smart and down to earth uh, and hornier. Uh, And she's Asian. (laughs) Yeah, that all sounds accurate. Yeah, I felt like I never really got like a super 
I, I think she's good. I think the actor is like quite good actually, mm-hmm. um, and had some really good moments. But I could never really get a hold on like the character, and it to me it kind of felt like halfway through the season they kind of threw in this thing of like oh she's more ambitious than Nate and might not want to stay with him or whatever and that just kind of seemed to like come out of nowhere and it was like oh all of a sudden this is a big conflict when like the first few episodes didn't feel that way I don't know maybe that would feel more seamless upon a rewatch but her character confused me a little bit yeah it's weird like the show they've had 20 years to think of like (laughs) you know new characters and like how do we do this like we, we did it right the first time how do we do it better this time somehow, right? And then they come out with something like, that feels a little lazy. Yeah, I feel like maybe they were stuck between, like, we don't want to repeat everybody. Like, they literally have two of the people are kids of the original cast. And well, well, that, yeah. So, so that, <laughs> plus they're probably like, we don't want to do something completely new. And I feel like rather than going hard on either one of those, they just kind of went in the middle. Well, I mean, if... The first Star Wars movie, and by first I mean seventh uh, of the new trilogy, if that is any indication of people's reaction to to blatantly like copying, um, you know, a movie that we're nostalgic about, then they should have done exactly that because <laughs> everyone was on board. They're like, oh, it's just this movie, but we loved it, so go on. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, I don't care, dude. Yeah, give me like that's fine i don't care <laughs> like that's not the part that makes things feel like campy or stilted or whatever right so last character is uh played by maxwell ac it's the word ace with an extra e i don't know what the hell's going on with these kids or their parents monica this, <laughs> these people today what the hell you know it's hollywood it's those crazy uh, these, hollywood families these liberals in there <laughs> don't say that <laughs> don't know where you stand. <laughs> oh, people know where I... If they're listening to this podcast, they know exactly where I stand. Okay, good. Uh, so he plays uh, Nate Runk. Uh, I did Gwen's, not know his last name was Runk. Is that Gwen's last name too? No. No, it would be different. Yeah. I. They don't say her last name. I don't think we ever get... I don't know how we know his last name, but moving forward. Okay. He plays Gwen's easygoing and fun-loving older half-brother and Nikki's boyfriend. So for now, we'll see. Yeah, there's the, he, there's dynamic between Nate and and Nikki where they're constantly making out. That's how we're introduced to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate is a what I would describe as somewhat of a chonky boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're getting some chonky representation on uh, in, in that 90s show. But the thing is that he's like you were saying. Okay, so the kid who plays Kelso's kid. He looks exactly like, not exactly, but he looks a hell of a lot like him. Yeah. And he has the same delivery. And he's dumb sometimes. Like the yeah. odd time, <laughs> he'll be dumb. But for the most part, he's like a compassionate, intelligent kid, right? Mm-hmm. And the other one is like a rounder. Uh, <laughs> he's round Kelso. <laughs> yeah, like I just meant in the face, not in like the body per se, right? No, um, he, he's like a, a doughier face. He kind of has Kelso's hair a little bit. Some yes, he ab- absolutely. Yeah, the yeah. '90s version of that mm-hmm. that long uh, feathered uh, <laughs> thing he had going on. Yeah. Um, but he's dumb, and yeah. they there was like there's a couple scenes where they're both like bro, 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 and mm-hmm. 
It's just kind of like, why do you have two Kelsos, dude? What yes. is this? Why did they split Kelso into two people? Because I guess they were like, okay, we're not going to touch Hyde. Also, like, the the who would be, like, the small Eric is Leia as a girl. So I guess they were like, let's have two, let's split Kelso into two people. I don't know. It was a strange decision. Well, yeah. It's, well, like, okay, so clearly, okay, let's. Gwen is Hyde because she's like rebellious and um, I guess that's it. And um, Leia's a nerd and mm-hmm. uh, they're best friends. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, that true. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelso. So yeah, he's the, he, now he's smart and, and compassionate. Uh, so I don't really know who he'd be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like uh, the other kid. He, I mean, uh, the um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nate. He's he's an attractive kid. Yeah. Right. Like he's a good-looking kid. So he uh, he could be the Kelso. There you go. You got your Kelso. Yeah. Um, Ozzy is Fez because mm-hmm. foreign, funny voice. <laughs> um, Jackie is the the horny one, mm-hmm. uh, and um, so who who's Kelso. Oh, yeah, Kelso. He's Donna. He's Donna. Huh. Hmm. I don't know why they had to... I'm just thinking about that. (laughs) I don't know why they had to throw some Kelso... I guess because he's Kelso's kid, so he's going to be dumb sometimes, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And you can't really, like... Because Donna didn't... Like, she didn't have a personality. That's what I was just... I was going to ask you, like, what would you say are Donna's traits? I feel like she was, like, like, fiery. You know what I mean? Which Leia doesn't really have a lot of. No, neither does. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Kelso J J J. He's yeah. a kind of a pushover, kind of a wimp. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not a one to one. Although it's like frustrating how close it is to a one to one. It's like just be it or, or don't. You know. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a one to one. Just don't make two people very similar. And, and don't make them both a copy of the one. Like if they're going to be similar, yeah. maybe make them a new character that's similar that's that similar. we even maybe notice they're so similar because it's new, right? Yeah, totally. No, it just it reads like, and maybe this is what happened. It, it reads like they wrote that as one character who was going to be way more like Kelso, and then realized it. Ha- maybe they realized that they wanted Leia to have this like love triangle between two guys, and they were like, oh, let's split up this Kelso character into two characters that she'll be into both of them or something. I don't know. Feels like it feels like maybe something happened in the writing process. Do you want to talk about that? That development in the show? The very late season development? Mm-hmm. Sure. How do you feel about it? Oh, oh no. I just think it's just another like weird, lazy choice that they made. I kind of thought so, but I kind of liked it. So what I didn't like about it is that like I actually really just liked that they were friends, that Leia and Nate had their own, like, separate, like, nice friendship. And it kind of reminded me of, like... Donna and Hyde. Yeah, exactly. Um, Or even uh, Eric and Jackie sometimes when they were getting along. (laughs) So... Sometimes. Yeah, but then they always end up backstabbing each other by the end of the episode. Like it never, it's never, it never sticks. Like they'd always... I feel like there were full episodes where, like, a thing was that they, like, teamed up. Anyway... yeah, and then at the very end, there's, like, one of them, I think he either, like, lays his heart up to her and offers her help, and mm-hmm. then she's like, what? Or something like that, and then she leaves. Like, that, he, that, that does sound, yeah, you know, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay, fine. They're, like, Donna and Hyde. Um, but, yeah, I liked that they just had, like, a nice friendship, so I was kind of just, it was like, oh, she has this other person to support her, like, it's not just Gwen or whatever. 
Um, and I liked that. I was like, oh, it's nice that there's nothing romantic there. But then when it did start to get romantic, I there was a part of me that was like, oh, I kind like, I don't know, I kind of maybe it's because he's jonky boy representation or something. I don't know. But I was like, oh, it's kind of nice. Um and I guess it's setting up what the thing for next year is gonna be if they if they come back. I did see an article where they said they want if they have multiple seasons, they want every season to be another summer there. Well, I I yeah, I was just like, that's hundred percent what's gonna happen, which is interesting because yeah. everyone's gonna change a lot over the summer. Mm-hmm. Right? And and that's about the time it would take to film the new season and get it out so the kids will age correctly. That's true. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we also got to see Fess. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. <laughs> he immediately, like, it, it was like he never left. Yeah, that's that's a good point, yeah. It, it was, he, and he was so damn fun. Like, there's this one part, and the first time we see him, it's his commercial for his hairstyle salon, <laughs> his hair salon. And... Um, it was so funny because this is one point and I didn't even remember that this was like an Easter egg or a reference until later, but he's holding out a Tootsie Roll in front of his face and he's like focusing on it while he's rolling it. Yeah, I don't remember that reference. Like he's always eating Tootsie Rolls and talking about Tootsie Rolls throughout the entirety of these past 70 show. Like I I didn't remember at first. I was like, I think like he did it once and then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh yeah, like he was always talking about Tootsie Rolls. Like... I, it does, it vaguely rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, we got to see uh, Tommy Chong, but I don't really, I don't really give a crap in that. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked it. I feel like maybe it could have been bad, or it kind of felt weird to have him there and not hide her there, maybe. Um, that. Yeah. But also, he never remembers anyone or anything, so his character is inconsequential. It's like, oh, it's... Oh, there we go. This guy who's like, he's he, any development we have or any sort of like. That's a good point. It's like a, what do they call it? Like a tabula rasa or something. Oh. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's, no, it, no anyway, it's like, a, it's inconsequential, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> I'm too dumb to know. So it's, <laughs> you sounded smart to me. <laughs> and you sounded I'm, German to me. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't say that because now we got to cut the shit because I did sound German. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to argue about that for a long time. Oh, and okay, who else did we get? Okay, so we got Jim Rash as Fenton, who played Mm -hmm. Dean Pelton in Community. Yeah. He was, oh my God. Okay, so when he comes back into the kitchen with his dog hair and he like (laughs) shakes it and he looks at her and he's like, Take a picture to last longer, and then just like walk, and then as he walks away, he goes and like Fez takes a picture of him. Yeah. Oh my god. It's pretty. That was so perfect. Yeah, that was a a good, a good late stage cameo for sure. It was one that I did not at all expect. Right. All right. I I love I love when he comes in with a chainsaw and he's like, I made that birch my bitch. Yeah. (laughs) 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 It was so. There's so many like dumb, low-hanging fruit lines in that in that show that I laugh my ass off. Like there's so many mm-hmm. gags that I'm like, that was so dumb, so cheap. I loved it. Um, I don't know that it, the, the I'm watching it over and over again. I'm like, yeah, they they did a lot of stuff well. Yeah. But this this new cast, they just don't have what the old cast had. They don't like. There's some. There's not that magic there. The characters aren't as well developed. Um. They're not as just 
even just the, just their basis, their their foundation, it's just not as sturdy, right? Yeah, it feels almost a bit. I feel like a lot of reboots feel this way, where it feels, and this is going to sound weird to say, um, but it feels almost a bit like sanitized. Like the original, it's not like they were getting up to like a lot of bad shit or whatever, but it was like, it almost felt, I don't know, maybe it was to do with the kids being old, like the characters being a bit older. Because it felt like they had more like agency and stuff. And it's like, oh, what are these kids going to do? Where here it just felt a little bit more like they were kids, kind of. Yeah, well, to be, yeah, to be fair, they are like, she just, she just turned 15. Yeah, they are She younger. turns 15 on, yeah, they are younger and... Um, they're smoking weed in the basement. <laughs> That's true. I guess they are still smoking weed in the basement. I don't know what it, what just makes me feel like, I don't know, with so many reboots when I watch them whenever, like with reboots like this one specifically where there's a, there's an original cast and they bring in a new cast, like maybe it's just my bias of having seen the original, but I'll usually with the new cast, it'll feel a little, little bit like, yes, this is what we're doing. We're rebooting this show or whatever, yes. you know? Yes. It just yeah. doesn't it's like they're genuine. Exactly. Exactly. No, you're absolutely 100 percent right. No, I totally get what you're saying there, and I was just thinking that, like, <laughs> I was just like, like earlier when I was watching, I'm like, that's kind of messed up. Like, it's one thing. Like, for some reason, it feels weird that that 14 and 15 year olds are smoking weed as opposed to 17 and 18 year old. Mm. I'm like, I'm sure the damage to to both brains is, you know, comparable. <laughs> Right? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. That's a good. That's a good point. It does feel a bit different. It feels a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I again, I. It's really difficult to have perspective because we're getting older, and <laughs> it's like I'm still at the stage, and I don't think we'll ever know one way or the other. Where I'm like, okay, is this just me getting older, or were those old people right? <laughs> oh, same. I guess that's the state that you live in for the rest of your life once you get old. But I wonder why they made the kids a bit younger. Was it just because? the actors that they decided to go with were younger? Like, I wonder what it was. I, yeah, I don't know if that was something they... Well, I guess they had to, because when the show ended, it was 1980, and this, this, this is set in 1995. Oh, yeah, you're right. It, I mean, they could have set it a little bit later, but I guess if they want the potential of, like, at least five seasons or whatever. Yeah, no, I guess it's, it was logistics. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see them talk about, like, Nirvana or Oasis or anything that happened in the 90s. That's the thing. I was going to ask you about that, like, if it felt 90s to you, because it didn't, it's still, to me, it still kind of felt like the 70s because the set didn't look that different. So Mm. I would actually kind of get surprised sometimes when, like, a more modern, like, a 90s song would play or something and be like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be the 90s. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I feel the same way. Yeah, it was strange to see n- newer cars. It was, mm. um, but yeah, no, they're not going through any of the trends or any like the, the yeah. musical trends, or the cultural trends, or like the with the toys, the, the many, many, many toys we had of different, of you know, differing. That's natures. so true. <laughs> yeah, toys of different natures. Exactly. Yeah. Where's Pong? Where are yo-yos? Where maybe are, they you couldn't know? get some product placement or something. But yeah, you don't need product placement or sponsors for yo-yos. Where are scooters? Where are skateboards? Where, like, these are 14, 15-year-old kids in the summer. For sure they would have been, like, all those boys especially would have been skateboarding. Oh. And Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done so much more to make it 90s. Because they did, they, the original, I mean, I was not alive in the 70s, but the original felt, to me, if, like, to me in the 90s and 2000s, I was like, this is clearly not of this time. Like, this is 
what I imagine the seventies is like. Whereas like, yeah, they did so much to make that seventies like, and then they just didn't really change enough to make it nineties like I felt. True, and I but I think like all there also there's um I don't, maybe it's just me. Maybe I didn't I just didn't grow up like that. I think that's probably part of it. But I also feel like just the way they hung out with each other was different than the way we hung out. Or just the, the way they were like, oh, let's go down to the Hoff and blah, blah, blah. we'll just walk down there and we're hanging out in the basement after school. And it was like, none of my friends, we, we didn't have anywhere to go and hang out after school, <laughs> even though we had like parents and homes. It's, couldn't do that. Couldn't bring everybody over and hang out. Like that was mm. not happening. Um, well, I mean, sometimes we go to Mike's, but man, that was not comfortable. Oh, Jesus. We never knew why. Which is the scariest part. <laughs> there was oh, no. like, it's like, it's like, I just felt like his parents would be like, yeah, you're welcome. But like their eyes and tone and like everything else set up about the rules of the house and stuff was like yeah. not conducive There were to definitely that. like certain friends where you would want to go to their house because their parents were like chill and then other places where you just did not feel comfortable for sure. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, okay, so uh, another character on the show was uh, my future wife, uh, Andrea Anders. Uh, she plays Sherry Monk. Uh, she's... <laughs> Her name's Andrea Anders? <laughs> yeah. Huh, she probably doesn't have that accent in real life, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, my God. But you know she can put it on, and that's what really She counts. can put it on when it counts, oh which my is God. all that matters. No, no, no. So she fascinating revelation about you. Sherry, right. It was kind of so much. Anyway, it was a, kind of a joke. Um, so she plays Sherry Runk, who is the foreman's new neighbor. So they're li- uh, she's the mom to Gwen and Nate, and they're living in the Pinciati's old house. And um, she's dating Fez. And there was this one, oh man, what was the one? Oh, and she has a Midwestern accent, which I <laughs> said to Monica that I find interesting. <laughs> you, did, you said that's the hottest accent. I didn't say it was the hottest. You, I, you did, because if you'd said like cutest or something, I'd be like, yeah, mm. that makes sense. You said hottest, and that's why mm. I got so confused. I'm pretty sure I said I find it hot. I think you said that's the hottest accent. I don't think I said that. That's fine. Like I think you're projecting. Projecting what? I think that's what you heard. Like, like it's what I heard because it's what you said. You're like, I don't have this accent, so this is an attack. Oh yeah, I was real upset about not having that. (laughs) You're like, oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> this is an attack on who I am as a person. Yeah. And I didn't mean it like that. Like, I really had nothing to do with it. Oh, my it. God. <laughs> if I cared, I could put that accent on two seconds. Also, I don't care. I don't want to have that accent. I love the accent. Okay. Well, just try. Just do it for me now that I'm no. recording. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, just don't think about the fact that I'm here. Okay. So, I think overall, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh I would love to see a second season. I mean, you, but you, when we were talking on the phone, um, and I think actually I might have voice messages of you saying the things if you don't remember, so I could actually go and put that in the episode. Mm-hmm. But you were saying, you had ideas for what the show should have been or how they should have uh, framed it or whatever. What, what were those again? Because I can't remember. <laughs> you must have made an impression. Mm-hmm. I... That is by no indication of I know, I, I made know, an impression I know, on me. Don't, that's right. not fair. Okay. Um, 
I bet if I'd said them in a mis- Midwestern accent. Yeah, um, well, because that would have been I was like Monica's never said anything like that to me before in that voice. Of course, of course, it would stick with me just from the, the novelty alone. Okay, so I just oh, I thought that Eric, especially and Donna, should have been in it a lot more. Um, hmm. And I thought it would have been interesting if it was like first for whatever reason something with his work or something. Eric and Donna also, or at least Eric had to, had also had to stay there all summer with their parents or had to be there a lot while Leo was also there, because Mm -hmm. I think it could have been really interesting to show, and they did this a bit in the first, like, episode when Eric was there, but it would have been really interesting to show, like, Eric being a parent and, like, contrasted with, like, his parents with him and, like, him talking to his parents about, like, parenting stuff. And I think, like, I think with these reboots, they're really torn between, like, do we try to go for a younger generation? Do we try to go for teens again and focus on the teens? Or do we try to go for the original fans? And everyone I've talked to who's who was an original fan is like, yeah, my favorite part was like Kitty and Red, for example. So I think for us olds, like I would have loved to seen like Eric um, shooting the shit with Red and Kitty about like parenting and stuff and have like the kids almost be like a B plot. But I think maybe they didn't want to like skew it that. Yeah, which kind of sucks because I feel like if you write something well enough, like the kids are still going to be there. I mean, it's not like you're doing amazing stuff with all the more time you've given them. So, you know, like it's, <laughs> you so know, people, if, if it's, oh, this is like a one on the SAS scale of what I can do on this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. So what what's your verdict? Well, something that we didn't really say is that Red and Kitty were both great. Of course they were great. I know, but we, we could it say a, it. It was a given. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were I both did fantastic. say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cut that in. Um, yeah, I thought they were both great. They both looked great. They both, like, just went right back into the role so well. Mm-hmm. Um, Red was, like, a bit softer, but I think that's usually what happens when you have grandkids. Like, I know with, like, my mom, and I feel like every parent of our age who, like, if your grandparent is, like, close with you, the people of our parents' generation are usually, like, they were not like that when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like the like red softening a bit like makes sense. Kitty was still Kitty; she never needs to change. She's perfect, and <laughs> yeah, <She's> super attractive <laughs> and popular. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was good. I will definitely be watching it again. And a large mm. part of that is just that it like it gives me the same kind, of, not to the same degree, but the same like comfort feeling of the original. Yeah, yeah, and I'm assuming that comfort is tied to the, the comfort of childhood yeah like a, a major like nostalgia yeah for sure yeah what about um, you what's your my verdict uh could have been done better uh i feel like they kind of phoned it in uh on some parts but um i will defend the show to the death i <laughs> want more of it uh i don't care how bad it is <laughs> it's like it's right into my veins if they have the same characters in the same set i'm down yeah same i completely agree i think out of like out of the reboots that I've watched recently, which were in such a reboot era, I think it might be my favorite. Oh yeah, like what other reboots have there been? I mean, the other ones I've watched, watched are pretty niche to me. Like the L Word reboot is terrible. Uh, the mm. Sex in the City reboot is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a low bar, but this one yeah. surpassed it for me. Yeah. I feel like I could have predicted that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I don't care, Christian. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I think yeah, that, that about sums it up. I think there's some moments in there that were missing, like some specific, very funny 
bits or, or whatever, but I mean, it's just well, the way it goes, right? I was pissed. I said to you multiple times that there wasn't... Okay, so the out of the original cast, the original kids, Eric and Donna are back, Fez is back, and Kelso and Jackie are back for like one scene, but they hmm. never all interact. And I know obviously it was like different shooting days or whatever, but it really makes me mad that like none of... I guess Donna and Fez interacted at one point, but like... I really just wish all of them had had interacted once. I felt like because that was that that's not and that's not unreasonable no. because they were so they that like the interaction between all of them like made the original series, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, it felt very much so like a Star Wars thing, where instead of getting the original cast back together in one scene, maybe in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, they murdered them off like every movie. Like they used that movie <laughs> each to just kill them off. Oh, okay. So yeah, it felt like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. <laughs> if you want me to do a Star Wars podcast with you, you have to request that specifically. Well, I mean, if we're talking about that '90s show, we're also talking about that '70s show. And if we're talking about that '70s show, we're also talking about Star Wars because Eric Foreman and his love for Star Wars. In fact, in that '90s show, he's a university professor who teaches the religion oh, yeah. of Star Wars. Oh, I forgot so, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm just great at TV, you know. <laughs> Did they say what Donna's job is or if she has a job? No, they didn't say what Donna's job is. That's weird because it was such a thing with her in the original that she was like, you know, I don't just want to be a mom or whatever. Like, I want to have like a job. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. It's like life kicked her right in the ass. Okay. Anyway, she seems <laughs> happy enough. <laughs> she jerked him around. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> But we did have like a very... He left um, her at the altar. Yeah, but he did it for her because she was always talking about how she didn't want to be married to him. So, um, <laughs> moving on. It there's, all worked hmm, What? I'm right? Okay, so there was an adorable <laughs> scene that we had where they were both... Remember, remember, <laughs> remember the scenes from that 70s show where they're sitting on the car like mm-hmm. at the end and they're having like a heart-to-heart and we got to see that scene between Eric and Donna at the end of the first episode. And they recreate that thing where they push each other's face away. It's and it was very, so cute. Yeah, it was very sweet. Mm. Uh, I really appreciate that scene. Me too. After the first episode, I was like, this show is going to be amazing. And then Eric and Donna left. I remember you were like, why are they leaving town? <laughs> I felt the same. Okay. Where are yeah. they going? <laughs> and then it uh, dipped in quality a bit, but... Yeah, that first episode was great. <laughs> Not going to lie, I kind of took a dip after that. <laughs> um, oh, crap. There was one other thing I wanted to say about it. What was the bit? There was, oh, oh, when um, we see Fez in the basement and he's in the circle and it, like the camera turns around and uh, he's talking about how like he, he wants to be with Andrea, who is the, the mom of like two of the friends, and then like Ozzy and Nikki are uh, across from him, and he's like pouring his heart to them, and it turns to Nikki, and he's like, "Who are you, dude?" <laughs> and then it turns to Ozzy, and he's like, "I think he's banging uh, Nate's mom." Yeah. <laughs> and then it turns to Vice, he's like, "Yes, yes, I am." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. 